Hey there, it's Tyla. Uh, there's a car alarm going off in the background and I was gonna wait till it was over. However, I really don't want to wait. <laughs> I wanna just do this now. Welcome to A Year Ago Today. This is a podcast recorded in my apartment in New York City and there's often a lot of background noise. I like to think that it adds a certain ambiance to the show. You can just imagine you're here with me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep this intro so short and sweet. I am talking this week to one of my favorite women that I know. Her name is Britton Siebert, and she's an actor. And I think pretty much everything else you need to know about our relationship you're going to hear in the podcast. Um... Let's see, the sound quality on this is still not awesome. I'm still having the buzz on that old microphone that I got before I upgraded my microphone and then upgraded my whole life right after. (laughs) My sound engineer, Alex, was reflecting to me how he thought it was interesting that basically right after I got my new microphone, it was only like a couple days later that Matt and I decided to separate and my old microphone, which was my original microphone, was the the one that Matt gifted to me when we first started dating. So we're still having some of the buzz on the recordings because these recordings were happening, this recording happened, um, God, I feel like this recording happened on the day after Easter or maybe it was it couldn't have been Easter Day. Yeah, maybe it was Easter Day. We recorded this on Easter Sunday, actually. That's right. <sighs> anyway, so it's interesting because if you've been listening along or you know me in my life, you'll know that my partner Matt and I are no longer together. And so there's a couple spots in here where I'm talking about <laughs> how like when things are cosmic, sometimes it really looks like things falling apart and that it can it's not all rainbows and... Uh, glitter you know and I definitely listening back to this had to laugh because I was like it's I yeah I was like predicting you know I was already going through a volatile time around starting this podcast launch back up and if you have been listening along you'll know that it was like right around the anniversary of my father's death and a lot of the subject matter has been really heavy and I've been doing a lot of inner work at the same time And what is that? What's the point of telling you all that? The point is just to say that it continues to amaze me when I come back and listen to these, how they're even more pertinent and true for me than they were when I recorded them. And how when I go back and re-listen that I'm always receiving exactly the message I need to hear from the recording that was created, you know, months ago at this point. And it's so, it's so magical and it's, really reflected by something Britton says within the episode about how that has been her own experience of this podcast where every time she comes to an episode it's always exactly what she needs to hear even if she didn't know that coming in um what else I did I write any notes here hang on uh no I think that's it this is a great episode I hope you guys enjoy it I really like it and I'm not going to say too much more because I'm frankly feeling (laughs) a little overwhelmed by life, which is appropriate given the conversation that you're about to listen to. And if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear it. My email address is a year ago podcast at gmail.com. I'd love if you follow the podcast on social media. We're a year ago podcast. And my personal social media handle is Tyla Fowler. I do a lot of broadcasting there. 
And if you could rate and review us on iTunes and share this podcast with absolutely everyone you know, we'd really, really appreciate it. Also, go follow Britton on Instagram. Um, she spells out her handle towards the end of the episode, and I will also put it in the show notes for you. Uh, I think that's everything. Uh, well, the podcast is a day late this week because of the 4th of July. Just letting it be what it is. <laughs> the world likes to tell me that consistency is the most important part of having a successful podcast. And I say to that, I don't believe you, world. I can be successful even if I'm not consistent. If I'm consistently inconsistent, does that count? <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the episode. Love you. Talk to you soon. like commitment to showing up and like making this fucking thing regardless mm-hmm. of how I feel yeah. <laughs> you know yes but I'm also like so excited to talk to you and <laughs> yes. I'm also like so hating myself right now you know of course oh my gosh I 100% understand I didn't go to bed Ugh. until like four last night and I was like in bed ready to sleep at like 10 30 <laughs> so I'm like if if you can be hungover from not getting enough sleep, that's where I'm living. Currently. <laughs> um, well, thanks for the extra thirty minutes this morning. Of course, of course. <laughs> and we're gonna do this, and I want to apologize for my state of being. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do not apologize, dude. It's just it's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. I know, I know. I'm so excited. We've been, like, uh, I feel like when we met, mm-hmm. we first connected around the podcast, and so I feel like we've mm-hmm. been, like, waiting for this moment yes. forever, which is, this is my, oh, God, this is, like, me being hungover on the day of my friend Mara's wedding. I was in her mm. bridal party and her wedding was in Paris and I was so hungover <laughs> on the day of the wedding. I threw up all day. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but that's like kind of a little bit how I feel. It's like almost like one of my best friends is getting married today. And I'm yes. like, I can't believe I'm hungover for this because I've been oh so excited God. for this conversation. I know. I know. But you know what? It's so... How... It's very symbolic of just, like, how life just keeps rolling, you know? Life just keeps going, and, like, you're going to be hungover sometimes, and that's it's just true. is what it is. <laughs> I accidentally muted myself. I was talking to you, but then... <laughs> that's okay. I was like, wait, where'd you go? <laughs> I know, I know. Okay. Well, we're going to see how this goes. Hang on, I'm going to mute myself yeah. really quickly because I need to cough, and then I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, so, 
I started recording this season, like, mm. I feel like it's been almost three weeks, and I've been, I was yeah. fine for the first episode, and then I got sick, and I've been having this cough, like, the whole time, which is hilarious. Oh, oh my gosh, of course. Ah, okay. <laughs> Let's dive in, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So I have, the last episode I recorded, I started a little mm-hmm. bit differently than I have in the past. And I'm going to explain that to you. Great. And then we're just going to take it away. And I, this is going to be sound edited. So anything that needs to be edited out can be. Okay, cool. And I doubt that we'll probably have anything that needs editing. (laughs) I'm so Um, excited. Me too. (laughs) I'm feeling less hungover by the second. Good. Yay. So here in a minute. I'm going to ask you to finish the sentence a year ago today, you know, and then you fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as soon as you finish the sentence, I'm going to invite you to, well, I'm not going to say anything. This is the invitation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As soon as you finish the sentence, I want you to close your eyes and Mm -hmm. and breathe (laughs) Mm. and go back to really where you were in your body a year ago today. And then when you've landed, Mm -hmm. share with me in one word how you're feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A year ago today, I found out that I got into NYU's graduate acting program. And I was feeling overwhelmed. Mm. Overwhelmed is not the word that I was expecting. It's not the word that I was expecting either. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Ah. So, yeah, I I think I was expecting a different word to pop into into my mouth, but I think I... All of a sudden, I was, like, thinking about where I was and how I felt like I had no words Mm. at the time. And and that I was feeling so many things at once that I couldn't... It was like one of those moments where all of a sudden language can't can't encapsulate how you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I was was like feeling a myriad of excitement, like excitement that makes butterflies kind of like move through your body at a very fast, very rapid uh, speed. <laughs> Did then... you just hear Matt sneeze in the background? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so loud. <laughs> 
yeah. And yeah, it's just so much excitement, so much pride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so much pride and so much, uh, lots of feelings of, of empowerment, of like, I did the thing that I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I think that what I kept thinking of when I found out was just, I, I was like very, very emotional. And I, all I kept thinking of was that my 14 year old self would be very proud. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, I love those moments when you like, you like my former, any version of my former self would mm-hmm. just die of happiness right now if they knew. Yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. Can you share, mm. because I had no idea how competitive it is and how small these programs are. So mm-hmm. can you share a little bit around like why it's so freaking incredible that you've got, <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're so talented. So number one, uh, <laughs> but number two, can you share a little bit around, around that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the grad acting program, um, well, graduate acting programs in general are incredibly competitive because they're incredibly selective and um, I think the year, so the year that I auditioned, which was last year, in 2017, um, I know specifically for NYU that 2,500 people auditioned um, and only 16 get in. So it's only eight men and eight women that end up being selected. Um, and That's small. Yeah. Small number. It's a small number. <laughs> The kind of being like, wow, I'm one of eight women to get into this program. And, and there's, uh, and the thing with graduate acting programs is there's a bunch of different philosophies and, and things that people believe make a good graduate acting program. Um, and there's kind of, you know, the, I, I, I don't know if I go to say that there's like a hierarchy of, of the, the most prestigious or the best schools, because I think that every program is fit. Like every program fits somebody differently. And, um, and like the whole process of auditioning, I, I like, I thought I was going to go to a different school. I thought coming into the whole process, I was only going to apply to one school and I was, and that was the school that I was going to go to. And, and I had been kind of, you know, talked to one of my mentors from undergrad and he had said, don't just apply to one school and kind of expand it. So I expanded it to three schools and I applied to three schools. One of which I was like, I don't want to, I know I don't want to go there, but I'll apply anyways. The other I was indifferent to. And then one school that I, it was just, I was kind of putting all of my energy, all of my manifestation beliefs into, you know, trying into making that happen, that I would go to that school. And it was kind of just an incredible experience of realizing that, that every school is going to feel differently to you and, and that you'll find your home. Um, 
and it's kind of a it's a it's a bodily experience less than it is um so as and by that to say i mean it it's very prestigious and it's very competitive but it also is like everybody goes to the school that they're meant to go to and yeah so it was the whole audition process was kind of wild in that you know it's like tons and tons of people try to get into these programs because they're master's programs and, and and the thing with the master's programs is that they kind of put you in a different uh it's like the moment you graduate you're kind of just all of a sudden in a different bracket and you're um you're kind of like in a different pool of actors and there are just so many people that want to be actors and and so it's kind of important for you as an actor to know what what you want your hustle to be and what kind of doors you want to get into and and knowing the kind of hustle that will get you into those doors and I have always kind of known that I wanted to go to grad school which is why I think which is why my 14 year old self would be really proud because um, I knew from an early age that I wanted to get my master's in it um, but it is it is it's really competitive because so many people are trying to get into these places for various, and everybody has a different reason. Um, mm -hmm. But so many people audition and, and so many people are, I mean, are so worthy of going and, but it's so, it's so selective because they have to create a cohort and an mm -hmm. ensemble. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's like some of the most talented people I know in my life didn't get in or, you know, or would not get in or, you know, be just based on, you know, the mixture of people that are, that are auditioning at that time. Right. It's not just about talent. You have to be exactly. part of what's being built. Exactly. Which I did not realize when I was auditioning. I think I, I would thought it was about something very different. Mm. And if that's, I think that's what I've learned about this whole journey and now kind of being, like a year, you know, being out from that moment, you know, a year later, I'm realizing everything that I thought it would be like, everything that I expected it to be like, is not what it is like. Mm. But it is so much better. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. That's so interesting when you... Yeah, like when you receive something you've wanted for such a long time, uh -huh. and then to be like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be like. I'm yeah. still in the, I know I'm still where I'm supposed to be. However. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Such a rich experience. It is. It's like, I was describing it the other day as being like, I, I spent so much time you know, in the audition process, it was such a, if you, if you do it right, I believe, and by right, I mean like investing your whole self into the audition process, it can be such a spiritual and such um, a self-fulfilling process in that like, if you really take the time to like excavate the things that you need to excavate and look at the things that are hard to look at or embrace the things that you've been avoiding embracing 
it's like you come out of the process a completely different person. Mm. And I think I spent so much of the process being like, I, you know, I had had a habit in the past of, of kind of putting a, putting distance between myself and the thing that I wanted and Mm. trying to like feign, um, yeah, trying to feign, it was more like feigning apathy (laughs) and like feign indifference or ambivalence to keep myself safe you know, by, I would audition for things and be like, well, if I don't get it, that's okay. Or, you know, what, what's meant to be will be. And it's like, all of that is true, but instead of kind of leaning in and really investing and saying, no, I want that thing. And I'm going to get that thing because that's scarier. And I, I kind of realized, you know, before I had started the whole audition process that that was what I needed to do. And I was like, I need Uh to like really invest and really see the thing that I want because I want, I know I want it because I feel things move in my body when I think about it. Uh And I just had these Uh images, these like flash images in my head of me at school and, you know, working in a way that was just fueling me creatively. But it, and it, it's so funny because looking back now, it's like all of those images were true and have happened, but it just looks different than I thought it would. You know? Yeah. You have just said so much. Like, <laughs> I sometimes I say that and then I'm like, I don't mean like you're talking too much. I mean more like <laughs> that, like what you've just said is so rich about mm-hmm. the way that we avoid our desires. Mm-hmm. Usually the things we feign. Yeah. To keep what we want away from us. Like, yeah. How many hangovers in my life? <laughs> yeah. Have to do with me not being able to show up fully for the thing that I want. Right. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, there's so many. I know how you and I like can get in mm. conversations. So I know there's a hundred million different directions that we mm-hmm. could go with this now. Mm-hmm. And. I feel inclined mm-hmm. <laughs> to be a little selfish and to ask you to talk about a year ago today a little bit mm-hmm. because it feels um, it feels somehow relevant. Yeah. Does it feel relevant to you? Yes, it feels very relevant. Yeah, it's like I want. <clears throat> excuse me. I want people to like under I want people to understand more of the context of our relationship and our connection yes. and why uh, why I'm yeah. obsessed with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the feelings mutual, my babe. Mm. <laughs> um yeah. So let's see cuz I was introduced to you through um, my best friend from college, Jonna, mm. and she had mentioned how she had met you and had just like a, an incredible connective, like spiritual experience of just of like finding a tribe member. Oh uh, yeah. I think we met and then immediately fell into conversation that yes. we didn't come out of for like four hours. Yes, <laughs> that's what she said. And, and I remember sitting at a coffee shop in uh, Koreatown and we were talking about you and I was like, wow, like that is, that's just, that's magnificent. And I think it was actually at the time, like I, 
I had decided that I was going to apply to grad school and it was like a very big realization for me because it was one of those like full bodied realizations. I was like, Mm -hmm. and I had just, and it came in conjunction with being like, I needed to end this two year relationship in order to do this thing. And it was like, I just had like an, an epiphany moment, which, uh, you know, I could talk about forever. Um, but I remember having this epiphany moment and then going and seeing Jana and I had not told anybody and I had not told anybody that I was going to end my relationship and go to grad school and, or apply for grad school. And, and so I met Jana for coffee and I was telling her about this and, and she, you know, kind of flowed into conversation and you came up and she was talking about like the, the podcast and how she was like, yeah, my friend Tyla, you know, runs this podcast and talking about a year ago today. And I was so moved at the idea of that. And it was kind of coming off of, I had just said, I had just described what I was going through as an epiphany. And Jonna said probably the most profound thing that anyone's ever said to me, period. Um, by being like, do you know what epiphany means? And I was like, no. And she was like, epiphany is actually a biblical term and it means Armageddon. It means that everything that you knew before is no longer, and it is something different. And I was just having that moment, and she mentioned this podcast, and I was hit with this feel, this like really visceral feeling of being like, oh, I want, like, a year from now, I want to be on that podcast when I get into grad school. And I want, I want to have that conversation. And it was kind of right at the time that I was coming into, I was reading a lot of books on you know, that, that we always know the answer. It was like a lot of Brene Brown, a lot of like Jen Sincero and, um, and a lot of like Gabby Bernstein and a lot of these books that were like, you always know the answer and we can, you know, read the future to an extent of like, if we know what we want and we live fully through that, we will, it will, the universe will give it to us and we can manifest the things that we want in our life. And I was just having this moment of like, I'm going to, not only am I going to manifest getting into grad school, but I'm going to do it by being like, I, I know that I'm, I want to be on that podcast because I want to talk about this experience on that podcast. And I wrote, <laughs> and I had my, and I had my journal with me and I remember writing down like email Tyla and I wrote that down and then, you know, Jonna and I think when you and I met was at Jonna's house mm-hmm. for that dinner party. that dinner party. That's right. And, and I just remember being like, Oh God, like this is yes. Like it felt very familiar meeting you. Mm-hmm. And it was like, maybe because I had been thinking about this podcast and thinking about how I was like, Oh, I want to use, I want to, I want to do that. I want to be a part of that because I will have an experience that, requires me to look back, you know, a year later and like take in that experience. And I wanted to do that with you and on your podcast. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. And here we are. And how magnificent ah. is that? <laughs> I know. It's so incredible. It's also, I have to tell you, the most incredible thing to meet someone who is a fan of your work. I'm sure, yes. I'm sure that's happened to you. Mm. Um, but to meet someone who's a fan and then to also be like, I have in my like journal or planner or whatever yeah. to email you about this yes. thing that I am trying to manifest in my life. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And I've just been you, so thrilled. 
to do it. I was say, like, you knew what a year ago today was all about before I did, because ultimately, <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't, season two hasn't been very much about, about it, yeah. about this idea, but, like, this idea yeah. of manifesting. Yeah. And I remember, well, and I remember because I had listened to, when Jonna told me about the podcast, I had gone back and, like, I had listened to the first episode and I think it was like I think the first episode was like 10,000 I, I I just remember 10,000 being in the title and mm. and like you talking about going on uh going and being um a, like a creme and like mm, that's the second that, episode yeah yeah oh the second episode yeah, yeah yeah and talking about that experience and like and I was so moved like to tears like I, I just had such an emotional influx when I was listening to that episode because you were talking about being like, this is like, I just know that I have to do this and I know that I'm going to do this. And I was so moved listening to that because I was like, that's exactly how I feel about school. This is exactly. And it just came right at that time. And it was like, I just kept listening to the episodes one by one. And I felt like all of them were speaking to me in various different ways. I remember there was one episode about a woman who decided, you know, she was in this relationship that she loved and she decided to leave this relationship. And I, and I remember, and it was right at the time that I like was ending my relationship so that I could start this grad school process. And I was so, I just was so moved. That's the only word that I can think. It was like so much shifted within me. And I just felt so much like crack open when I was listening to it. And I just, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is it. I want to be a part of this. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that so much. <laughs> and it's so interesting because it's like when we say, anytime we're saying I want to be a part of this, mm. it's not about the actual thing, right? Mm. It's about mm-hmm. the resonance of the thing. Yeah. It's like that feeling that you get mm. when you recognize yourself in something. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So how has this year been for you? Mm. I mean, I know I've heard, I've heard snippets yeah. <laughs> and the parts of, oh, it's very, you hear that horn? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just outside my apartment. Someone is really excited to tell someone else how they feel. Say. <laughs> um, you're so it's so interesting because mm. talking about <clears throat> talking about resonating with that episode around the creme, mm. which for anyone who doesn't know, my creme is a program that I did with a coach, Tara Marino, and it was a twenty thousand dollar investment, which for where I was in my life at that moment was mm. <laughs> an interesting decision to make. Yeah. The best decision and thing that has been so interesting to me witnessing you on this journey has been mm. how this experience for you has been such it's I mean, like when I've talked to you, I've mm. been like, Oh wow, you've been in a year long like personal growth yeah. mastermind intensive program for a year yeah. sequestered from reality. Like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that? Because the thing yeah. is, I feel like 
I had no idea what it was like to be an actor before mm. I moved to New York and was dating an actor and now right. have so many friends who are actors, but like the, the grind that it is, yeah. I have no idea about grad school, you know, so I don't think that a lot of people out there know. Yeah. So if you're like, I went, I went to grad school for acting. I don't think they know necessarily what that how means. intense that experience yeah. is. So I would love for you to share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it has been, it has been a remarkable, oh my gosh, I'm not even through my first year. (laughs) My first year ends in May, but it feels like I, it feels like three years have gone by. Mm -hmm. It honestly feels like three Mm -hmm. years have gone by in the last week, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I'm with you there. (laughs) (laughs) So real. Um, but yeah, so I, well, I'll start by saying that I, I thought, I kind of said this before that I, I think I thought grad school would be, grad school for acting would be, um, something very different than it actually is. So I think what I came into it expecting was that I would be going to this place and, you know, first of all, I ended up going to a, a different school than I thought I would go to. And I thought it would be, you know, a lot of like technical, you know, I just, I think I had this like montage, this like Rocky montage in my head of like what grad school would be like. And it's yeah. like Britain doing work and like, you know, I'm learning lines and like being in rehearsal and, and doing all these things that, that is very, that, is still very true, but that's about 2% of what it is that like the work is, I I think I came into it being like, I am going to school so that I can learn how to transform and, and put on the skin of other people and fit into the clothes of someone that is, that had, does not have my experience. And then I can play somebody that's, that is so different than me. And the biggest thing that I'm learning is that that this experience is exactly what you said. It's like it's a self, it is a self growth process to the nth degree, in that like I am learning more about how to be myself, and how to embrace myself and expand into myself fully, than I ever expected to. And and I'm doing that with a tribe of people and and that is also a massive part of the experience and that like you're there's 16 of you and you're in this cohort you know eight men eight women all from different walks of life all different ages like the youngest in my class is 22 and the oldest is 33 and just all walks of life come from all different places in the U.S. all different places in the world and we come together and you're watching these people like I know my classmates more intimately than I think their families do. I know my classmates know me more intimately than my family does to a certain extent. There are just things that happen and things that come up and that you open up about and things that you show and share that that no language can can describe it. Mm-hmm. And and so it's uh, 
I think the whole experience of being in grad school is like, while yes, we are learning like technical things like how to speak in dialects and how to break down Shakespeare text and, you know, and how to, how to format, you know, how to look at the, the format of a monologue and what that tells you, all that technical stuff. We're also doing so much spiritual and soul work and like so much about self-worth comes into the conversation and that like being truly truly unabashedly honest on stage in front of others requires bravery that uh, sometimes seems uh, too massive to to touch and we are learning how to tap into that bravery in in a way that is so personal so deeply deeply personal um so this the past year it was like the first semester i feel like we described, I think we described it as like the first couple of months at school. We started in September and the first couple of months were kind of like we were playing Jenga in that like one by one, you know, it was like all 16 of us were sitting around this massive Jenga castle and pulling out blocks one by one. And the thing would kind of, you know, would kind of like teeter and we'd all be like, oh, and get scared and catch our breaths and worried that the thing was going to crumble, but the thing was still standing and it was great. It was great. And then by the end of first semester, the thing just came crashing down. And, and it was like, I was watching, it was like one by one, all of us were just, just completely cracking open and all of this stuff would come out and, and all of this, like um, this outpour of emotion, outpouring of experience. And, and now it's like that was first semester and now I'm almost done with second semester and I'm looking at people and they're just completely different humans. I'm a completely different human. And it is, and, and that's just in our first year, <laughs> you know? Oh, right. And, it's three year program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But it's, yeah, you're, you're faced with your habits because the thing that we learn a lot is that like life is art and, and your art is your life. So that mm. things, the way that I move through the world and the way that I've learned to move through the world in order to survive is how I approach my work. And, mm. and that is neither here nor there, but sometimes, you know, most of the time, the way that we've learned to survive in the outside world is it keeps us safe from, from being fully invested, fully honest, fully emotionally available and fully experientially, um, present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we're learning how to strip those layers away, you know, and, and doing that in forms of like this amazing project that we do at the end of first semester, um, that's called the universe project. And we basically take, um, you get like an hour and every student gets an hour to perform, to like theatricalize m major moments of their lives. Hmm. And, and so, you know, the 16 of us sat around, you know, it was like once a week for the entire first semester and watched one of our cohort members get up and relive major moments in their life and for us and in, in a theatrical way and it was I, I've never seen more honest and brave and 
uh, such I've just never seen such beautiful work ever and it's like things like that and then it's like once you finish that you realize that these people see you in ways that sometimes you don't want to be seen like, <laughs> you know it's like you get on the subway and it's like I can just put in my headphones and kind of like tune out and and I can do whatever and no one really pays attention to me but but in this but in this work and in this in these classes it's like people see you and those teachers see you regard like no matter what it's like even when you feel like you're not being taken in or you're not being you know a, whatever appreciated affirmed criticized in any way they're always you're always being seen and that can get very scary sometimes it also well, it, helps you but it's fascinating yeah. because i think that like Oh, I think it would be a really common thing to say, like, I don't feel seen in my life. Mm. I want to feel mm-hmm. seen. However, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. <laughs> like, when someone really sees you, mm-hmm. it can feel terrifying. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, I've been in so much of that this week. I've been in such a raw, <sighs> vulnerable, vulnerable mm. place. And I have been... I have been doing that in front of people. I've been mm. doing that in front of the people that I am in relationship with in my mm. personal life. And then also, you know, here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so, so gorgeous that we're talking about this. Because it's, it's about safety and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and do you find that, if I can ask, if, do you find that your in, your interactions and your relationships with people are fuller and more and and more connected when you do that? Mm. Yes, yes, and there have also been a couple moments this week where I thought I might be losing someone. Mm. You know, it's like, because my friend Adam said something really gorgeous. It's going to come out in episode Mm. two, hopefully. I'm still (laughs) waiting for his final approval to air the episode. (laughs) Um, But he's talking about like desire and how Mm. desire is such a scary thing because you can it sometimes feels like you can, I don't want to misquote him. I'm just, am I wrong? I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but the way I remember it was something about how you can, you can know the direction that your desire is going to take, but you can't necessarily know the magnitude. Mm. And I feel like it's that way with all energy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I can know the energy I'm feeling. I can direct it toward the person who needs to receive it mm. as lovingly as possible while still standing in my truth and, you know, mm. being strong and powerful and right. taking care of myself. But you can't, when you unleash something so raw, mm. and I think that you'll probably agree with me around this, when you unleash something that's totally raw, 
you have no control what happens to it as soon as it leaves your body and what it's going to do to the other people in the room. Mm-hmm. Ugh, now I'm like remembering a conversation that you and I have had mm. around your experience and around, you know, somebody sharing something that was so raw and vulnerable mm. for them, mm-hmm. but that their share ended up triggering things for other people, you yes. know, so... I am finding that it's creating much more connection, but there's also a lot more volatility, it feels like. It's it's been a very volatile experience for me the past yeah. few weeks while I've been creating this. Of course. But that's like because you're right, it is it's it's scary and that's why we don't, is because that mm-hmm. volatility feels unpredictable and it feels yeah. like we could we can't see what, what's on the other side of that. And it's just, and so we move into a place of fear, but that that volatility is, is life and is what makes it, it's what brings like blood into our, into our bodies and, and it makes things move in us. And that's the thing that makes us feel alive. Mm-hmm. That's what we came for. Yeah. That's what we came for. And it's, Joseph Campbell has this quote that I love and it's like, I'm going to paraphrase. It's like everybody thinks we're here on this earth, like searching for the meaning of life. And he says, but what we're looking for is not the meaning of life. What we're really looking for is an experience of being alive. And, you know, to that end, you feel like we are conditioned and programmed by the powers that be, mm. most of us, to not be alive. Mm-hmm. You know, to be in a totally depressed state of being. Yes. At all times, because then we're, you know, you know, I could go forever here, but then, you know, mm-hmm. once we're docile, then we're slaves of the system. Mm-hmm. And when you wake, when people start to wake up, they can feel dangerous. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what do you want to share with us, Britain? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I know that, first of all, I know that the experiences that you've had in this program mm. are sacred mm-hmm. and private and something. You know, it's like on a personal road retreat, mm. you could talk about your experience after the fact to somebody else, but you can't ever, ever do justice to like what it's like to be in the room when something yeah. big goes down in terms mm-hmm. of the big growth flashpoint moment for yeah. one or multiple people. Mm-hmm. But I would love to invite you to share if you have anything that mm-hmm. you feel called to share. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm thinking a lot about the past couple of weeks for me have been have been very interesting in that like I'm I have realized about myself that um I love learning and I love 
being uh, a curious and hungry student and and it so what that does is that it it gives me an insatiable and uh, completely ferocious work ethic um, which is wonderful because that's a hard thing to teach it's hard to teach someone how to work harder um, and so I'm, I'm grateful that I have that kind of innately within me. But something that I'm getting a lot in my work and, and also it's kind of manifesting in my personal life is this idea of not trusting myself and my instincts and my intuition, but that I do this work and I do all this work and I and I prepare and I and I get ready and I do all this stuff and then I get up uh to work in front of the class and I feel like I have to bring all this work with me instead of trusting that the experiences that I've had and the work that I've done live and exist in my body mm -hmm. and and so What's happening is my teachers are having to, you know, and on, on just like a, in a on a classroom, in a classroom level, my teachers are having to be like, you need to let go and just trust yourself. And, but on in a personal, you know, in a, in a personal life level, um, I was like resisting, I was resisting kind of following impulses that I have and, and like, and feelings that I have about, um, people and about connecting with people because I was like, I, you know, it's like when you make a decision and then when life happens and tries to deter the decision, you're like, no, but I made that decision. And mm -hmm. instead of just feeling your way through it. So like, mm -hmm. I, so there's like two stories, I guess, to tell one that like, kind of came into the program being like, I, I don't want to be in a relationship with anybody and I don't want to kind of lean in. I don't want to do that. Um, because I was in a relationship all in undergrad. Um, and also because I ended a relationship to go to grad school. So like, I'm here to do the work and I have, I've had an experience over the last couple of weeks of like, you know, realizing that like that like there are a lot of feelings that that have come up for me for one of my for one of my classmates and and kind of teaching myself how to lean into those even though it is unexpected and it is scary because it is unexpected but that like trusting my body and that like if this person brings me joy and that like I I love spending time with this person that like that is the answer that that is your intuition and that that is your instinct and kind of letting go of the need to like be a good student and just like and experience life and experience and you know by experiencing life the extension of experiencing my work you know mm -hmm. so I've been trying to teach myself to let go of doing homework and let mm -hmm. go of of planning both for my work and for my personal life. And I'm finding that I am like 
existing in this wonderful space of being able to trust my intuition and trust my body. And like I, the moment that I made the decision to do that, I'm like falling hard for mm. one of my classmates. And it is I, like one of the most beautiful things. And I, there's, yeah. So there's that experience that I'm like, whoa, kind of like reeling from and realizing like, oh, that is so cosmic and so connected to to my work and my life and just like let go let go of trying to manage and plan and control and just like let yourself feel and like sure it may be scary because it is volatile but like oh god just lean into it because your body wants to um but yeah so you know that i'm kind of experiencing that within the work and and at school and I also sprained both of my ankles in the past like through two weeks three weeks um, that's interesting yes it is <laughs> I'm like what is that message from the universe exactly oh god because I think it the first one happened and I and it was funny because it happened in rehearsal um or it was like on a break from rehearsal and I and it was one of those things where like I, I've had to like sit out of classes and like just sit and watch because I can't do certain things and like I haven't been able to go running and all this different stuff and I it's making me incredibly emotional and it makes me incredibly vulnerable and I and I get really frustrated by it and all of my teachers are coming up to me. You know, I have this one teacher who's just a wizard and he came up to me and he was like, you know, you need to like, are, are you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I was like, and I had been noticing that all the other faculty members were coming up to me, like individually being like, how's your ankles? How's your ankles? And I was like, why does everybody know about this? And I said this to him. I was like, why does everybody know about my ankles? And he was like, well, because I told them. And I was like, why? And he was like, because I knew that you wouldn't because you don't like to ask for what you need. And I was like, uh, no, I, I don't. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, you need to, you need to learn how to not, he's like, we get it. You are strong. Like you are a Mm. strong female. Whenever we talk about, you know, anything having to do with like, not even just determination, but it's like, we've been having a lot of conversations about like, you know, sexual misconduct, obviously because of everything that's going on in the Mm. entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. But, and I've just been very vocal about it. And I was part of this like sex on stage workshop and, and I just had a lot to say about it because it's something that I'm very passionate about. And, and I'm also pretty knowledgeable and I've had a lot of experience with. And so kind of talking about that in front of others. And, and he was like, we get it. Like, you are a strong female. Like, I have no problem, like, putting you on a set anywhere in the city and knowing that, like, if you had to do anything, you know, w- of any question – that you would be fine because you are strong. Like we get it. You ran a marathon in your first year at grad school. Like you are strong, but you need to learn how not to be. And you need to let yourself not be. And I was like, and this happened like two weeks ago. And I was so rattled by that because I was like, whoa, he was like, listen, like you can get up on stage. And when you know that you have to be open and vulnerable and available you make the decision and you do it and you are so there and you are so honest, but what happens when you're not prepared 
for, you know, when you don't see it coming, you, you lock, you shut down and you lock up, but like you need to live in the spontaneity and the unexpectedness of maybe not always being prepared for it, but allowing yourself to still stay open. It's like, you know, this wonderful analogy that one of my teachers said is like, you know, when you go surfing, I think you've been surfing, haven't you? I have been surfing and it like changed my life. It's like become a radically anchoring spiritual experience. Yeah. She, yeah. She used the analogy of in class of being like, when you go surfing, they teach you that when you fall off the board, not to like get stiff or try and like get it small, but actually to expand and soften so that when you fall into the water, you can be ready to swim with the waves. And Mm. so it's like to fall and be as big as you can and as soft Mm. as you can so that you can just flow with the water. And she was like, that's what you guys are learning to do here is like when you fall, fall open as expanded and soft as you possibly can. Mm. And it was just like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's like... Okay, well, no one told me that when I went surfing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it might have helped. Um, Wow. That's so beautiful. I know. It's, yeah. It's so interesting because coming into this conversation, the word that you chose was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of like for the first half of producing, so I've been the podcast kind of became resurrected about three weeks ago and mm-hmm. I've been recording episodes like crazy. I only have two more to record after this. And then season two will be done recording like the main episodes. Yeah. And kind of in the first half of that, anytime someone would ask me how I was doing, mm. I would say, I feel like I'm about to be overwhelmed at any moment. Mm-hmm. And then I started to understand that that narrative probably wasn't really helping me. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and so I started saying that I, I feel like I'm riding a big wave Yeah. because it's the same thing when you're riding a big wave, being overwhelmed is kind of inevitable. Yeah, you know, like of course. you will eventually fall off the board, have to jump into the water, mm-hmm. but it's not a negative thing. Exactly. It's just part of the process. Yeah. And <laughs> so that's kind of how I shifted the narrative mm. around talking about this. And that's, it's so incredible that that is the analogy that yeah. you're bringing up now. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's ah. so, oh man. It's so cosmic. It's so funny. Oh, yeah, like, hearing you talk about that is like, I realized that we were doing a checkoff project and it was like my entire class is working on the seagull. And we started to realize that like, or I started to realize that like, when you invest yourself fully emotionally, mentally, physically into work that you love and into mm-hmm. something that you are passionate about, all of mm-hmm. a sudden it becomes cosmic mm-hmm. and that like the universe starts like mm-hmm. conspiring in ways to support the work that you are invested in. So I started yeah. noticing that like my life, I was like experiencing things in my life that I was like, Oh God, what is that? Oh, that is exactly what my character goes through. And I'm experiencing mm-hmm. it in my life. So now I have something to pull from. Yeah. yeah. Which is That's, reminded exactly me of what you what's just been going up for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, you know, I was talking about it's been feeling a little volatile. I've been needing yeah. to set a lot, a lot of boundaries lately. Mm. And 
I would also say that like boundaries is one of the main things I teach people about, which is hilarious because <laughs> I realized this last week that in a lot of ways, my boundaries have been very lax <laughs> yeah, 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 and I've really been tested, mm. you know, and it's not been, you know, I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people kind of, I was going to say like, What's the word? I'm thinking of like sparkles and unicorns. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people do that when they when they think about spirituality or when they, when right, they hear somebody course. say like life got so cosmic, they're like picturing unicorns and rainbows mm-hmm. and sparkles. <laughs> and I'm like, no, life getting so cosmic actually feels like rolling around in the mud a yes. lot of the time. Oh like my God. beautifully so. And fully equipped with absolutely everything you need in every moment because mm. that is like when things are in alignment, that's mm-hmm how it is but it's not all rainbows you know when things are cosmically aligned sometimes that's when shit gets hard because it's like oh look at all of these tests that i'm attracting Mm -hmm. yeah all of these opportunities the universe is handing me Mm -hmm. like you said to experience the thing i need to experience Mm -hmm. In order to be able to live this on stage, whether yeah. on stage is like on a literal stage for yeah. you or on this podcast for me or just like in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all just information. It's just giving mm-hmm. you more information mm-hmm. to fuel you. Yes. You know? Yes, yes, yes. It's so interesting. I think I was thinking about that yesterday. It was mm-hmm. like. Everybody has access to the same amount of information just by virtue of being in a human body. Yes. Um, but, you know, if we're in that kind of like just like depressed state, unawakened mm. state, we don't receive the information that's all around us all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, and it really is, I think, about opening and opening and opening mm-hmm. so that you're receptive to the information that's already at your disposal. Yeah. And that is what we're talking about when we say things got cosmic. When It's oh like God, yeah. things got cosmic just really equals like I am at a point right now where I am open and receptive enough mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm starting to be able to see the perfection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. of absolutely everything I'm being handed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. So where are you now in your in your heart and your mind mm. at this point in your journey? Like what like what? Mm. Oh, I'm like, what does the future hold? Mm-hmm. I already know that for you. I'm seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I said this the other day. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the face I can't wait to see when you win your Oscar. Yes. You know, like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you have two more years. And, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, like, present to the fact that it's been an hour, and I try to keep the episodes to around an hour, but mm-hmm. I also want to invite you to maybe speak to, if it feels good, the... The fact that to do grad school, it's just three three year commitment. You basically mm-hmm. have to pull yourself off the market in yeah. terms of working and being an actor. It's mm-hmm. like working jobs, which 
Well, I've said enough. I'm like, people don't know what that means, <laughs> but know. I'm sure people do. Like, to take yourself off the job market in order to yeah. invest in your skills when everyone around you is telling you that, like, yes, the job market is where you need to be. Right. I mean, you talked, you said briefly earlier, like, what kind yeah. of hustle do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I kind of go back to that, uh, that idea of everybody's hustle is individual and is tailored to them for them. And that like, you know, when I was applying to school, I realized, or before I was applying to school, I, you know, I was like, I always knew I wanted to go to grad school, but when would be the question? And I don't know. I don't know. I was like, when I get to it, when I get to it. And then I had that full bodied realization that it was like, Oh, when is now? Um, and, uh, yeah. And that like realizing one of my teachers said this to me, um, like a couple weeks ago and it was, and again, that word overwhelmed, which I, I've actually, now that you talked about language and the words that we choose to use, I've, I think I, I think I'm actually working on not using that word because sometimes I feel like it gets me stuck, but I have yet to find a word that encapsulates the feeling of having so many emotions rush in at once. Um, but anyway, so she said this thing to me um, a couple weeks ago that was like, I... She was like, I look at you and I get so excited and and I feel so much when I watch you uh, not only just work but just exist in, in class. And I was like, why? And she was like, because I look at you and I know that you will never be able to live a life without this work. That this work is so vital to your to you, Britain, your existence and your heart's existence, that you will never be able to, to live without doing this. She's like, sometimes that makes me sad, but also the best actors come from that place. And I was like so moved by that because I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but the more that I've kind of sat on it, the more that I... I just, uh, that like everybody exists in a world of, of, uh, of knowing that like what they want to do in life and, and how they want to do it, they will, they will find it. So some people, you know, will go and do regional theater for three years before, you know, and that's the hustle that they want in order to like cultivate their, their work and their creative heart. And some people will you know, move to Los Angeles or some people will, you know, and, and audition for like, you know, small parts and kind of like build, you know, TV shows and kind of build that way. Some people will do, you know, audition for like Pretty Girl on the Right in a CW show. And, and I just knew that what I wanted at, at the time I thought, you know, like I said earlier, is I wanted to like learn how to put on other people's behaviors and transform. And now what I've realized is that, that, I'm, I'm learning to uh, expand in my self-worth and in my uh, intuition and in my instincts, expand to the fullest. And that that's, and I want to do that by like 
cracking it open by like getting these people and this these experiences and these texts on you know underneath my rib cage and living so close to my heart and my organs that I that I can't move through the world without them and that 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 idea was that is what I wanted and that is what I wanted my hustle to be and so removing myself from the 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 market per se there was a little bit of anxiety that kind of came in and worry that came in for me I'm I'm on the older there's like a handful of us that are on the older end of my class so it's like there's like four of us that are like 28 and then there's someone who's like in his 30s and then everybody else is between the ages of 22 and 25 and and so there was a little bit of like oh god when I leave this place I'm going to be 30 and removing yourself from the industry there you know it's deceptive because I think that there's a lot of this kind of like veiled empty talk about like well, you need to take advantage of your youth and you need to do this and do that in order, you know, when you're young and, and it kind of builds your repertoire, you know, your, your skill set that way and appeal to these directors, these casting directors, these agents, these reps, all this different stuff. When like at the end of the day, you being as expanded within yourself and your abilities as possible, that is the thing that people, that is like, that is the thing that people want to watch consistently eight nights a week eight shows a week you know every week on a major tv show that 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 is the work that people pay to see and realizing that has kind of given me a lot of solace in terms of like there's always you know there's always going to be this like oh god am i making a good career move but i know that like this is lifelong for me that I'm never going to be able to live this at least in this life that I have I'm never going to be able to live this life without this work so I want when I look when I'm on my deathbed I want to look back Mm. on my life and be like wow I invested and I leaned so far in to this work that made me feel so full and it wasn't about anything superficial it wasn't about getting people to like me it wasn't about this like weird, you know, industry talk. It was all about the humanness that I want to be a part of the human exchange. And in order to do that, you know, I need to invest fully. And so taking myself away from auditions and away from, you know, I think in the beginning of the year, there was, you know, my manager kept kind of emailing me being like, hey, there's this, hey, there's this, like, do you want, would this pull you away from school? Do you, is there, does this interest you at all? And, and I had to keep being like, you know what, what I'm doing here is so much bigger than that, than those, those, you know, individual momentary temporary opportunities because there will always be more opportunities. They will always come back around. And I know that when I leave this place, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna I'm gonna be so grounded in myself and in my abilities that that I'm I'm just gonna kind of like I'm gonna leave this place and I know it's gonna be I don't know, I it's like I I always hesitate to talk like this because I'm like, wow, confidence. 
That's a weird thing to have. <laughs> it's a new thing to wear. Yes. But then I just know that I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to kind of, I don't know, I'm going to kind of start, I'm just going to go. I'm going to kind of like, yeah. it's going to be a springboard and I'm just going to start flying. You're going to go. You're going to just be living yeah. life. Yeah. Living the life of your best dreams, as my friend Madeline Mahoney would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so interesting to listen to you because as you're talking, I'm realizing that it's been about three years since I left my last full-time job mm. mm-hmm. and that really essentially I've been off the market, you know, like mm-hmm. I have not, I've done work here and there. Mm-hmm. It's been on my terms and it hasn't been a lot, you yeah. know? Well, I say that. I don't want to minimize what I've been doing. I've I've supported two books in being published. I've, like, edited two full books. And, I, you know, I've done, you know, last last year I coached 12 women for free for three months. Yes, you did. Because I needed to experiment with, like, (laughs) free love, basically. (laughs) That was my free love experiment. Wow. But... It's as, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I've been doing. That's yeah. exactly what I've been doing. I have yeah. been doing the work to get as expanded as I can and as ground as I can in what it means to be a human. Yeah. So that, so that what? So that I can live. So that I can live rather than. Rather than sleepwalk. Yeah. Mm. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you. I'm so grateful to have done this. Wow, Mm. I feel like I keep looking. I have my journal... I have my journal that says email Tyla in front of me and I just keep looking at that and being like wow I was a completely different person and yet I knew that this would happen Mm -hmm. and like how remarkable is that Mm. it's definitely remarkable yeah as are you as are you <laughs> I like the part in the show where it's like it becomes clear that the person I'm talking to is just my friend and yeah we're just gonna trade compliments back and forth for about 20 minutes yeah <laughs> I was like I had to suppress my urge in the beginning to be like okay tell me about your life what's going on with you and then oh I was like wait, wait 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 that's not the part <laughs> oh I mean you're gonna have to listen to the podcast as it comes out I mean yeah. I know that you will but yes it's been crazy cosmic yeah and like, ugh, it's really, mm. it's been a ride. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I feel, I feel like everything in my life has been leading me to here mm. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know what's coming, but I know that it's big and I know that mm. I'm committed to being here and showing up for it. Mm. You know, it's, I find myself exactly where you are, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Which, 
is a lovely place to be right next to you. Yes. <laughs> the water is warm. Come on in. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay. I feel like we should, we should begin to wrap up. What else? Is there anything else that's super present for you that you want to touch on before I ask my like bringing us full circle questions? Mm. No. I'm feeling really, I'm feeling really like full and really content and that, uh, that there was nothing that I said or that I didn't say, you know, there's nothing that I felt was left unsaid. Mm. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. All right. So given that, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes again now. Take a couple of deep breaths. Let yourself feel alive in your body. Whenever you're ready, I'd love to know in one word how you're feeling. Full. And if you could go back to a year ago today and speak directly to yourself, what would you say? Ooh. You make me emotional. <laughs> um, I know, I feel it. Oh. I think I would tell her... Um... that you're doing all the right things and to just keep expanding. And to trust in that expansion and trust everything that you feel because that's true. What beautiful advice. Mm. <laughs> we did it we, we did we it we recorded an episode of the year today. <laughs> oh my gosh I love it the first one I feel like of many to come because yes. I feel like everyone's going to be like this episode is amazing we want to talk to Britain again <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much you're so welcome it is my deepest and most sincere pleasure mm. If anybody wants to, we'll put all of your, I'm going to record an intro for the episode, so that'll mm-hmm. be the beginning to like tell people, you know, your, mm-hmm. your full name and yeah. all that. And I can put anything in the show notes if you want a website in there or anything, yeah. but if there's just like one place people could go quickly and easily to mm-hmm. see more of you, mm-hmm. where would you recommend they do that? Probably my Instagram. That's the one that I think I'm most current with. Mm-hmm. What's your handle? K-B-S-E-I-B. Mm-hmm. Great. So anybody who wants to go stock Britain, 
I do. I there was a recently something where you were rapping Shakespeare, I think. Yes. Which is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I love you so much. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you. I feel honored. So honored. Me too. Um everybody out there listening, thanks so much for being with us and if you want to say anything to me or to Britain about mm-hmm. what you heard, you can feel free to email me at a year ago podcast at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, Britain, do you have anything else you want to say to anybody who might have listened Ugh. to this and resonated with, with what we've created? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Um, yeah. Shoot us an email. I, yeah. I would love to hear from anybody. Mm. All right, love. Thank you so much. I love you. I love you. Thank you. I guess this is bye for now. This is bye for now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, love. Bye.